my word for 2023 is going to be insider. You might be wondering, why does choosing one word seem to work so well for the ADHD brain? Every year I do this, I get many, many responses from you all who are listening saying that you decided to adopt the one word every year as well, and you discovered that it really worked for you. Thomas Edison, Richard Branson, John F. Kennedy, Mozart, Michael Jordan, Will Smith. That sounds like a list of highly successful titans in a variety of vocations. Why is it that we rarely hear that they have or had ADHD? And you know what we hear even less about? Serena Williams, Emma Watson, Mel Robbins, Whoopi Goldberg, Agatha Christie, Aaron Brockovich, Cher. Yeah, the successful women navigating ADHD. And that's exactly why I started this podcast, ADHD for Smartass Women. I'm your host, Tracy Atsuka. I'm a lawyer, not a doctor, a lifelong student, now a coach. I'm also the creator of Your ADHD Brain is A-OK, a system that helps people like you figure out what they should do with their life. And we're here today to talk ADHD, your strengths, your symptoms, your workarounds, and how you proudly stand out instead of trying to fit in. I credit my ADHD for some of my greatest gifts. And you know what? I spy a happier life for you too. So without further ado, a shiny new episode is starting now. Hello, I'm Tracy Atsuka, and I wanted to welcome you to episode number 208 of ADHD for Smartass Women. The first thing that I want to say, because you will get this right before the new year, is Happy New Year. It is now 12.14 a.m. on Christmas, I guess, morning, right? And I just finished cooking. We're having 25 people for Christmas. And I just finished cooking. I probably cooked for at least, oh, I don't know, 12 or 14 hours today. And my entire family is now in bed waiting for Santa. And I told them I have to record a podcast. I need to do this because it's my end of the year podcast. And I always want that to be a solo episode. And so that's just what's going to happen. They asked me, well, why can't you just wake up early in the morning and record it then? I'm like, it's just not going to happen, right? Once the day gets going, especially when you're hosting, there's no time to do all those things. And I know that it will fall through the cracks and I didn't want that to happen. So I have a podcast that, of course, I am um, delighted to share with you. But before we start, I just want to remind you that I will be offering my first January Your ADHD Brain is A-OK. We call it A-OK for short, and this is the six-week program that I built off of my patented cartography system to help ADHD women figure out what they should do with their life. 
AOK includes live office hours with me, a community, the full AOK program, worksheets. You'll create your own AOK intelligence report. I promise you, you will have a lot of fun. And we're going to start on Tuesday, January 24th. We'll have our first office hours on the 25th. And That'll be a Wednesday and every Wednesday after that for the following six weeks. So um, it's a great way to finally discover who you are exactly and what you're meant to do with your life. And it's also a great way to start the new year. So if you sign up with the code new year 23, you will get $100 off of your ADHD brain is A-OK. You can find out more information at tracyoutsuka.com forward slash A-OK. I'd love to have you join us. However, now let's get on to our podcast. So I always feel like the last podcast of the year has to prepare us both, both you and me, for the coming year, which is why I felt like I don't care what time it is on Christmas morning. I need to be here because I need to be here for me and you, right? I suspect that you're probably like me. You hate doing what everyone else is doing. And what's everyone doing? Well, they're probably, by the time you listen to this, they're talking about New Year's resolutions. They're writing out their lists. And I just never can do that because what is the point? I write these lists out and then I can't remember what's on the list, let alone where the hell the list even is. So a couple of years ago, I started choosing one word and one word only to set the direction for my new year. So my first year, you might remember, I chose the word nervy. When my mom would get mad at me because I was talking back, she would say, young lady, you have some nerve. And unlike most people who would hear that phrase, I rather like being told that I had some nerve. Sounds like a compliment, right? I'm brave. And what's the antonym to brave? Well, cowardly, fearful, meek, mild. Yeah, you know what? I liked having nerve. But that year, 2018, I used nervy to signify my intention to get comfortable with visibility. You'll probably be surprised to learn that I hate being the center of attention. I'm very extroverted. I'm opinionated. I can be loud. And so, of course, I guess people expect that, well, I must like to be the center of attention. And honestly, I thought I did too until I got married and I had a wedding and I hated being a bride and my mouth literally hurt from all that smiling. And I kept thinking, oh my gosh, we're spending all this money for what, right? (laughs) And we're morons because we paid for our own wedding. I was actually embarrassed. And I think somehow all that attention transferred into a discomfort around being the center of attention and being visible online. Just the thought of people watching me and listening to me, I was just like, oh, I can't stand it, right? So you might know the story. I signed up for back-to-back live video classes where I actually had to go live on video on both Facebook and Instagram for two weeks every single day. And I was terrified, but I had that bracelet, right, with my one word on it. My word was nervy. And so every time I started to get uncomfortable, I would look down at my word and I would ask myself, are you acting nervy? Which was basically a pseudonym, right? For confident and brave. And when I wasn't feeling that way, I just sort of forced myself to pretend that I felt that way. And guess what? It worked. It got me into action. You know, somehow it would break those thoughts in my head that I could just put it off and not act. And it really forced me into action. So By day one, I knew I could do it. By day two, I was actually having some fun. And by day seven, I realized I wasn't half bad at this visibility thing. 
and you may be able to relate to this, but for me, this fear of visibility was related to my ADHD. You know, when I get even a little anxious, my brain, it just goes on the fritz and I can't remember what the hell I'm even talking about. I will say that, look, if I could cook on live video, no problem, because I would be talking about what I'm doing, right? What I'm doing would be the prompts and that would be easy for me. I wouldn't need a script. But trying to remember a script or what I wanted to talk about, well, that can often be nearly impossible. And so I did start very scripted with a lot of reading because the words wouldn't come to me. But several months in, I started to have some fun with it. And I noticed that I was much less nervous, so my brain cooperated. Still, there were many times when I'd think about bailing and I'd look down and I'd see that word nervy on my wrist. And I'm so grateful that I kept going because I'm certain that this podcast would have never happened had I not chosen my word nervy for 2018. So because to because nervy worked so well for me, I thought I'm going to choose a new word for 2019. So for 2019, my word was consistency. Again, ADHD brain, right? I struggle with being consistent. And the biggest reason I didn't start this podcast sooner was I didn't know if I could show up every week. I didn't know if I could be consistent, right? Again, though, every time I'd waffle, I'd remember my word, consistency. I'd look down on my wrist and it was spelled out there in a, on a bracelet. And it kept me going all through 2019. And you know what? Once I was six months in, I didn't want to break my streak and I didn't want to let you all down. I had made that commitment and I was really proud that I remained consistent throughout 2019. So in 2020, I decided on the word impact. Despite being in the height of COVID, everything was going very well. And I didn't want to lose sight of my reason for doing any of this, right? I wanted to make sure that I was focused on making that impact and making a difference in ADHD women's lives. And it was, you know, I launched my Your ADHD Brain is AOK Live coaching program. And I heard daily from women whose lives had been changed, which of course generates positive emotion, those gold stars, right? And it allowed me to continue this work that is so important to me. So the following year, my word was uh, action. That was for 2021. Last year was the year that I learned all about the default mode network and task positive network in our brains, thanks to Ned Hallowell. Bottom line, we have this glitchy default mode network, which causes us to ruminate more, to struggle more with RSD, to sometimes feel paralyzed by indecision. We go through all the options in our brain thinking we're actually doing something about solving the problem, but really we're just creating more negative thoughts that further paralyze us. The only way to address the problem is to get into action. So the minute we're in our head and we're thinking, 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 we need to actually jump into action. And so I was talking to one of our AOK students and she was asking me about confidence and getting stuck in her head. And I told her, I'm no more confident than anyone. You know, I have all the insecurities, but over time, what I've learned is that the more I shut down that ruminating chatter in my brain that goes on and on about all the things that can go wrong, you might relate, and I just get into action, the more confident I become. I have learned how to lean in, which has changed my brain. And so it's no longer an option, right? My choices are acting or letting my brain take over, and I choose to act. 
I always feel better because now I know if I should do more of what I just did or shift and do something different. I have real information that I can now make a better decision using. I'm not just making up scenarios in my brain and I never die, even though it sometimes feels like I might. And I almost always feel proud of myself after I jump into action. So my word then for 2022 was outsider. And that came about because I was, again, talking to Ned Hallowell and he asked me, what does being different mean to you? And I responded that for me, different meant being an outsider, a problem solver, seeing a need and filling it. You know, since being a lawyer, I've never really trained for a career. I've just sort of started working in it. You know, I had a high-end women's wear business where 60% of our sales was to Neiman Marcus, Saks Fifth Avenue, and Nordstrom. These are, you know, big box, um, I guess, luxury brands in the United States. They're all kind of, I don't know how well they're doing anymore. But, you know, those were the stores that if you wanted to get into the high-end stores, that's where you would go. And so that's where I went. But I wasn't a designer and I had no background in fashion. I literally just saw a need and I filled it. I also filled a need when I created my patented cartography system, which helps women answer that, what should I do with my life question? You know, I wasn't a career counselor, a sociologist, or a therapist. I just created what I'd been searching for and I couldn't find for decades. Again, I was an outsider. Even with this podcast, I'm not a medical professional. It was nerdy, right? But again, I saw the need and I decided to fill it. And within a year, I had psychiatrists and psychologists and therapists and other medical professionals recommending the podcast to their patients and clients. This was also the year of my book, and I knew how difficult it was going to be. I just had to keep my head down and not pay attention to anything else. So outsider has served me, but to be an outsider also means that I've had to say no to a lot of things, including other people and relationships and other ADHD content creators who've asked me to show up for them. So as luck would have it, when you say no to a lot of things and you operate as an outsider, you start missing some of that stuff, right? So for this year, 2023, I initially was going to choose the word relationships. And the whole idea was whether we're talking professional or personal relationships, I wanted to focus on strengthening them. But the word relationships, it just did nothing for me. And you know how we're very Goldilocks and the three bears like, right? The word, my word for 2023 or anything for that matter, it has to be just right. We are creatures of specificity. So I thought, well, last year, my word of the year was outsider. What if this year I chose insider? And I love insider. And for me, that looks like more interaction with students and clients and other ADHD professionals. It also looks like more time in personal relationships, friendships, my family, Oh, they're going to love this, right? They already call me a Klingon. So now when I'm trying to make a decision, I'm going to ask which option allows me to feel more connected, more social, more like an insider. So my word for 2023 is going to be insider.
So you might be wondering, why does choosing one word seem to work so well for the ADHD brain? Every year I do this, I get many, many responses from you all who are listening saying that you decided to adopt the one word every year as well, and you discovered that it really worked for you. So for the ADHD brain, I think the reason why it works so well is because it's so simple. You know, we often have working memory issues, and so that means we forget a list of New Year's resolutions. But one word? Well, we can remember that. I can remember that. One word? I can focus on that one word every day, all year long, because that one word sums up who I want to be in that specific year. So it shapes not only my year, but it literally shapes me. It's my compass, and it helps me to make my decisions so much easier. It has had a huge impact on me because it's intentional. You know, it's all around my intention as far as what I want my word to signify for that year. And it kind of serves as a North Star for me. And I think it'll have a huge impact on you too if you adopt the practice. So you can choose a word that requires you to act on something that you struggle with regularly. It can be a word that focuses you on your strengths or your values that you want to practice more in your life, like, I don't know, challenging the status quo or connection. It can also be a word that's a challenge that you want to overcome, like, my commitment word was, right? It can be a word that relates to a feeling that you'd like more in your life, like gratitude. It can be a word that signifies what you're passionate about and want to be more of, like create or creativity. If you're inattentive and in your head all the time beating yourself up like me, you could choose a word like action because, again, we need to address that glitchy default mode network. We were talking about that earlier, right? The word can be anything that focuses you on what's important to you, how you want to feel, and your intentions for 2023. The word, your word, provides the direction. It requires some thought, it's fun, and it can be absolutely anything. You know, the other thing I wanted to mention is that I always order some piece of jewelry with my word of the year on, because like you, for me, out of sight means out of mind. So what I normally do is I go to Etsy.com and I find a jewelry designer and I order my word on a bracelet that I wear. And by wearing it, I never take it off. I usually get it in sterling silver because... I'm not a jewelry person. The only jewelry that I wear on my wedding rings and they're platinum, so they're silver in color. So it's not something that's expensive. But whenever I look down, I'm constantly reminded of my intention, right? What my intention for that year is. And that is honestly half the battle for me, just remembering, okay, where did I want to go and why did I want to go there? So this year, 2022, I bought bracelets for my husband and my son and my daughter. And of course, my husband and son lost their bracelets literally within the first couple of weeks. But I was just talking to my daughter about her word of the year. She hasn't picked one yet for 2023, but um, for 2022, this was the first year that she did it. 
And she was remarking to me that it really worked. So she lives in New York City and she works very hard. But what she told me is before this year, beyond work, her focus was on friends and having fun and partying. And she packs both ends of her schedule. And she does more, honestly, than anyone I've ever met. Like she'll schedule a brunch, a lunch, a dinner with three different friends, and then hop over to a couple of parties in one day. Like, I don't do that at all. But what she said is this. This year was different. She said, I constantly looked down and saw the word passion on my wrist. And I chose that word because I wanted to focus on things I really loved that really meant a lot to me, instead of spending my time occupied by things that I didn't really truly care about, but they were easy to just fall into. And what I really wanted to do for 2022, she said, was I wanted to make myself uncomfortable. And she said, I was more uncomfortable than I've ever been in my entire life. She started DJing in clubs and for private parties. She stopped drinking for the first four months of the year, which had resulted in resetting her baseline. So she may have a drink, maybe two in an evening if she's going out, but not much more than that. And she went on to say that in 2022, I spent much less time going out and more time doing things that are moving my life forward and making me feel good, like reading, studying for the LSAT, and applying to law schools. Having to generate that much focused attention was initially really uncomfortable for her, or so she told me, but it's made getting out of her comfort zone so much easier. What she said is, I'm also much more careful about who I spend my time with. She also said, and I find this so interesting, prior to choosing my word, I spent so much time worrying about my weight and what other people thought. Now, I don't think about this anymore. My focus is on what brings me passion and joy, not whether anyone else will care about what I'm doing. I, or how I look, right? I think about how much time I used to spend worrying about my weight in high school. And she said, what a waste. I could have been so much smarter in school if I focused on the right stuff. So when Atea realized is, She was trying to make herself smaller to fit in, right? Literally make herself smaller by trying to lose weight. But by doing that, she was becoming less of who she actually is. Today, she doesn't want to fit in. She doesn't care. And she's wearing, she said, what she wants to wear. So she's becoming more of who she is. And she said, I've never received more compliments from other people. Everywhere I go, people remark on my sense of style and my hair, but it's exactly because I'm doing things my own way, pleasing myself, going after what I'm passionate about and being more me. She said, I spend no time worrying about my weight anymore. And I just loved hearing that because I didn't know this was such a struggle for her. And it makes me think about Kristen Baird Goldman. She's one of our guests, a therapist and author that you're going to meet in January. And when I asked her what her best advice was in making our ADHD work for us, what she said is lean in. Kind of like Sheryl Sandberg's advice, right? To lean in when it comes to career, seek challenges, grab opportunities, and get comfortable being uncomfortable. Because by taking action, 
that forces you to be uncomfortable. And this is literally what changes your brain, which of course changes your life. And it gets easier and easier to lean in. So this is exactly how adopting a word for 2023 can help you get uncomfortable and lean in. You choose a word that starts from your intention of what you want 2023 to look like and feel like for you. And then throughout the year, every month, every week, every day, many times a day, you get all those little reminders of this intention, right? Every time you look at your wrist of who you want to be in 2023. And it doesn't need to be big cosmic shifts and changes in action and behavior. So it's much easier. Because it's the little things you do, the tiny actions you take every single day that lead to fulfilling a very big intention or goal in 2023. One more thing I want to share. You may think, I need to get this done for my kids, whatever X is, right? Whatever this is. My partner, you know, I need to get this done for my boss. I need to get this done for my friend. And then when you don't get it done, you think, ah, I can't count on myself. I'm such a flake. I'm not reliable. And that is not true. You might struggle to get things done that others want you to get done, but maybe that's the problem. I want you to consider what might happen if you focused more on what you want to get done for yourself. Notice how I said want to get done instead of need to get done. Because I want you to forget about motivation. You know, that doesn't work for us. But you know what does work for us? Inspiration works for us. But inspiration does because it comes from our own desires. It comes from our own needs. Inspiration means, I looked up the definition for you, the process of being mentally stimulated to do or feel something, especially to do something creative. Now, there's so many clues in that definition around what we need to get things done, right? We need to be stimulated because that's exactly when our dopamine pops off. And what I want you to do is prove to yourself that you're reliable. Ask yourself, what is important to you truly? What is important for you? And you can get that thing done. Rather than focusing on the motivation, the just, you know, do it of getting it done, which doesn't work for us, try this instead. Say, I am the kind of person who does X. So let me give you an example. And let's start with something really small. Don't start with something big. I want you to prove to yourself you can do this. So start with something really, really small. Let's say... I decide that I am the kind of person who washes her face every night before she goes to bed. So my first question would be, well, Tracy, why do you want to do this? Well, I think about it and I think, I don't want my skin to break out. When I don't wash my face, I have makeup all over my pillow and I just want to have a clean face, right? It signifies the end of the day. It shows intention, meaning I thought this out because it makes me feel better. This is what I want to do for me, not for anyone else, for me. No one is telling me that I have to do this. 
Again, this is something you want to do for yourself, that thing that you're going to choose. And remember, our definition around what inspiration means said the process of being mentally stimulated to do or feel something, especially to do something creative. Well, this doesn't sound very creative, but how could I use my creativity to get my intention done? Well, I hate washing my face. There's all that makeup and the water is mixed with the makeup and it's running down my arm and it's a mess and it's something I have to do when I'm already tired and I really don't want to do it. So I got creative and this was my solution. What if I kept one of those packs of makeup wipes on my coffee table? So while I'm reading or I'm watching a TV show, I can use the makeup wipe to take most of the heavy makeup off. And then instead of leaving washing my face for the end of the day, when I know I'm already tired and trying to get into bed and more likely to ditch the whole idea of it, I wash my face when I'm going to the bathroom. I wash my face when I'm going to the bathroom anyway, earlier in the evening, right? I'm washing my hands. So how much more work is it to wash my face? Then instead of thoughts like, I need to wash my face, I have to wash my face, everyone tells me I'm supposed to wash my face, this becomes something that I want to do for me, right? My intention is behind it. So what you're going to change up is the phrase, right? And you're proudly going to proclaim to yourself in your head or out loud, I am the kind of person who washes their face before they go to bed. And then add the reason. I am the kind of person who washes their face before they go to bed because it makes me feel good about myself. I am the kind of person who washes their face before they go to bed because I don't want to break out. I am the kind of person who washes their face before they go to bed because I don't want to wake up with makeup all over my pillow. I am the kind of person who washes their face before they go to bed because it just makes me feel better when I wake up. I am the kind of person who washes their face before they go to bed because it's a better way to start my day. Why don't you try this? Pick something really little. Maybe you want to drink a glass of water first thing in the morning. Maybe you want to brush your teeth before you go to bed every single night. Maybe you want to go outside for five minutes every morning before you start your day to get that morning sunlight in your eyes, right? So that you can really set your circadian clock. It doesn't matter what it is, but it has to be something that you really want to do for you and something small, not a big deal. Now, you may think, well, this sounds so little and maybe so silly, but I'm telling you that I am the kind of person can change your life because what you're showing yourself is that you're reliable. You can get done what you want to get done for yourself. You're showing yourself that you are the kind of person who can be counted on. You are showing yourself that you are trustworthy. And once you can show yourself that you can do this on the little things, then you can move on to the bigger things. Often we just give up on everything because we don't think we can do anything. And this is so not true. The key is in the intention. What is it that you want to accomplish for you? And you know, the other things that other people want you to accomplish for them You're not unreliable, untrustworthy, or a flake if you don't accomplish them. 
you may decide that some of those things you feel, yeah, they're important to you too, that they actually do align with your intentions. Those things, you can decide that you are the kind of person who gets them done. The rest of the things that do not align with your intentions, just let them go. When you can get them done, when it works for you, great. But the rest of the time, stop beating yourself up about things that you don't get done, that you don't even care about. Because I am the kind of person who does not beat themselves up when I don't get things done that others tell me I'm supposed to get done. I am the kind of person who I can rely on. I am the kind of person who is trustworthy to myself. Everything is not important to us. The key is to understand what actually is important to us. To choose our own intentions and be the kind of person who honors them. Before we end the year, I wanted to thank you for everything, but most of all for being there so I can live my purpose, which is to show people who they are and inspire them to be it. You know, this has been an incredible year, but also a really difficult year. Most of it was spent working on my book, which was really hard. One of the hardest things I've ever done. You know, writing a book, it's lonely and it's so internal. And I'm built to be around people. I'm very external. I'm in my head enough anyway, which means I'm always trying to get out of it, right? There's also not a whole lot of positive emotion. It's not the publisher's or editor's fault. It's really just the system, right? It's so subjective and it's mostly about what's wrong and the fact that you may not be meeting someone's subjective idea of what they want to see for any particular book. Regardless, I'm grateful for all of it. But what I realized um, after I started my fall, Your ADHD Brain is A-OK program, I realized that I'm most grateful for you, the women that I've had the privilege of meeting every day. You know, you're the ones that I seem to do the most right for. And I love all the gold stars that you send me every single day. I read every message. And you know, when we get to live our purpose, our life has meaning and it feels really right. And there's tons of positive emotions. So I just wanted to thank you for all of it. I also wanted to say that for 2023, I wish you all that is values-driven, strength-focused, passion and positive emotion-infused, and makes you the best expert on you. And so if you're thinking, I don't even know what that means for me, then come join me for my first ever January Your ADHD Brain is A-OK program, where you're going to learn who you really are, what you value, what your strengths, superpowers, passions, and purpose are, and what you're meant to do with your life. So use the code New Year 23 to save $100. And you can go to tracyoutsuka.com forward slash AOK for more information. Again, I'd love to have you join me. Oh, and don't forget to let me know what your word of the year is, your word for 2023. Tag me in your stories and I'll make sure to repost them. I think that if you give this a shot, you'll be surprised at how well it works. So that's what I have for you for this week. As always, you're listening to ADHD for Smartass Women. If you like this podcast, 
would love to know. You know, your review would be a wonderful New Year's gift because my goal is to change the conversation around ADHD, helping as many women as we possibly can learn how their ADHD brains work so that they too can discover their amazing strengths. And for me, they're like those little gold stars that we used to get on our work when we were kids. Do you remember them? Yeah, I love them. So one more thing. If you have a comment, a guest you'd like me to interview, or a topic idea for this podcast, you can go to my website at tracyotsuka.com and leave me a message or reach out to me at support at tracyotsuka.com. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you here all next year. Don't forget to let me know what your word for 2023 is. You've been listening to the ADHD for Smartass Women podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Outsuka, and we're available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Not coincidentally, ADHD for Smartass Women, it's also the name of our free Facebook group. We're a totally smartass community of successful, ambitious women who share our ADHD wins, questions, and workarounds. Join us at tracyoutsuka.com, where you can also find more information on our Your ADHD Brain is A-OK system. I spy a happier life for us, and I'll see you again next week.